Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Dungeon, 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 Welcome to Dungeon Courts. Dun dun. Wow, we don't need we don't even need to do it anymore. We've got a new theme song. Damn right. Big shout out to Sam Weiler. Thank you for making that that beauty. Uh, Sam's Twitter handle is Sam I Ampersand. I asked him if he had anything to promote and he said not at the moment, um, but he wanted to second us on watching The Expanse. So, okay. All right. I'll check it out. Yes. You're winning major points here. (laughs) Oh, my God, Sam. Uh, oh my gosh. Yes, thank you, Sam. Uh, very funny, awesome intro. We absolutely don't deserve it because the, uh, the <laughs> yeah. intros we were doing before were truly so bad. <laughs> you honor us. Uh, yeah. but Honestly, th- how dare you prevent us from using our mouths in all the fun ways we were before? <laughs> I still tried. <laughs> um, sweet. Um, welcome to Dungeon Court, everybody. Court is now in session. Or does the Dungeon mm. Bailiff say that? I don't remember. We're recording this um, <laughs> after posting last week's episode at 6 a.m. Uh, so apologies in advance for um, me being uh, likely tyrannical. Uh, mm. Likely I'll um, rule in favor of all the DMs and punish mm. all the players. Um, Supreme crit justice no, I, Murphy shell... is, is not on enough sleep. Yeah. So <laughs> God bless those who try their cases today. I, I, feel, I feel like the shell has come off and now we're getting true Murph. This is like Murph unleashed <laughs> is what we're about to see. Yeah, let's let's confirm that Murph is Murph on three hours of sleep. Um, <laughs> let's dive in. I do kick it off. Hear ye, hear ye. Crit is now in session. The mm. Honorable Supreme Crit Justices Axford, Murphy, and Tanner thank presiding. You, thank you. Um, Appreciate it, Okay. Bailey. 
Shall we try our first case? Let's do it. I'm ready. Okay. This one comes from Micah B. Honorable judges and omniscient bailiff Jake. May Whoa. it please the court. Yes. Very nice. Very good. Give him wow. a moment. Come on. If you're omniscient, then you should be answering all the questions. I'm going to kick my feet up, have a nice coffee, and let Jake talk for 45 minutes. Okay, fine. Let's, the honorable justice and uh, regular guy bailiff Jake. May it please the court. I was DMing my first D&D campaign, and during an encounter along the way to my town, players were attacked by a blind dime. Blind time. Blind time. During the combat, the blind dime jumped onto the horses of the wagon the players were using to get to town. A player wanted to use Witch Bolt, but I warned them that that would also hurt the horses as the electricity would travel through them as well in order to ground into the earth. The players mm-hmm. argued that horses would be unaffected since it was a spell and was magical, so it did not have to obey physics. The spell states, a beam of crackling blue energy lances out toward a creature within range, forming a sustained arc of lightning between you and the target. Do spells still follow physical law or do their magical nature mean that consequences outside the spell's verbiage cannot occur Hmm. okay i just i want to start off with i don't know how i'm gonna fucking weigh in but um actually i do i have some thoughts my first thought though is i looked up blind dime and they're like little frog creatures they're cute cool and i feel like frogs have a similar rubbery texture to tires and tires deflect um electricity i'm gonna google our frogs tires real quick can can a frog be be electrocuted if you wear frogs on your feet can frogs be tires now this actually will not weigh in on my opinion about this but i just thought it was funny (laughs) um it's it's fascinating because yeah you could frog skin is kind of tirey for sure yeah Mm. but Um, they're also wet they're also wet. They're a wet mm-hmm. creature. Mm, yes, the moistness is going to be bad for getting electrocuted. Can frogs be electrocuted? Because like it seems like a electric, like lightning could strike a little pond, and you don't see frogs just floating dead in the pond from being electrocuted all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's interesting. Well, it's true. I don't think that lightning rarely strikes like a big wet surface. I think um, it needs like kind of like a lightning rod or something to like ground it. And I don't think that for some reason I don't. This is outside of my scientific grasp, but for some reason, like striking a big pond is not something that lightning likes to do uh, probably because it's afraid of frogs i'm pretty yeah. sure lightning is basically like ions in the sky reaching out to ions on the ground or something like that it's not yeah. ions but it's like they're they're types of like atoms that then they reach out to the ground so already any kind of lightning that you create in D as a spell is not based off of those physics <laughs> <laughs> that is true i will i will say though anytime the dm says here's the rule i I kind of want to uh, side with them a little bit if they're being like. That's because you're 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 tired, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like stop. Just listen to the person. My God, um, but I, I think Micah did the right thing, which is you know you let the person know because if somebody, I understand the argument from the player if they use a spell, it doesn't say in the spell that anything extra bad happens and then their horse mm. explodes that feels pretty unfair um, but Micah right. <laughs> let them know ahead of time ahead of time but that being said um I think spells don't work like they do in nature yeah mm-hmm. because I know that there's like lots of fire spells and only some of them will say anything in the area catches on fire that is affected by this yeah but it has to be specified there's a lot of fire spells that wouldn't yeah I mean logically if you're creating a bunch of fire right all of the houses around it would catch on fire mm-hmm. but a lot of spells don't specify that that would happen and only some do 
Here's mm. the language that I think uh, seals it for me is uh, a beam of crackling blue energy lances out towards a creature within range. And I feel like the word lance ah. implies that it is like, you know, like a, a piercing beam. Yeah. Um, and now I guess like if the horse was wearing like armor or something, maybe that would like conduct the lightning, mm. I guess you could argue that. But like, I think to me, this is like force lightning. This is like yeah. when like, uh, like Palpatine electrocutes somebody. Uh, it's like, it's sustained and like, focused so yeah I, I think it would be it's gonna it's gonna roast this tire frog up nice but That's, maybe leave the horse alone i like the, yeah. pa- the palpatine defense makes a lot of sense if palpatine mm. <laughs> sees luke riding a horse he could shock yes. him off that horse and the, right. and, and the mm-hmm. horse would be fine palpatine famous um, horse lover Loves let him. the record show that i apologize to emily for bringing up star wars <laughs> Um, I didn't even know that that's what that was. (laughs) We have to stop. We have to. I also didn't know. Wow. (laughs) I just was like, okay. (laughs) Sing a little song in your head, Emily, till it passes. (laughs) Just think about tire frogs. (laughs) If you had four tire frogs, you could just have a little car. That'd be fun. See, I went to look up, can a frog get electrocuted? And then I just saw some science, uh, some scientific experiments that I wanted to know no more details about. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm just living in a haunted zone right now. As soon as you see a question. Mark, but I want to just an emphatic no that uh, frogs can't get electrocuted. That's all I want. Yeah, Um, yeah. for some reason I was like hoping that like it would just be like a biologist being like, "Did you know frogs actually can't get electrocuted?" (laughs) Instead, we found out something worse, which is, "Did you know that frogs can be studied in labs?" (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that this question that sparked curiosity in you sparked um, a lot of sociopathic (laughs) behavior in a scientist? Did you dissect? a frog when you were in high school i, I did i did, yeah. I did not school. i never did yes. uh yeah they they all have uh, they have like a little tiny metal rod inside of them that, yeah. uh, <laughs> they are the ground right i remember my biology t- uh, teacher was struck by lightning uh by <laughs> a frog seeking revenge <laughs> yeah I, I will say though if, if lightning's not hitting ponds and stuff then how come how come my aunt used to tell me to get out of the pool <laughs> When it was yeah. raining, then, how huh? come, then why huh? did my aunt Explain not let that. me swim in a thunderstorm? Explain. Huh? Explain. Fucking, then why did I have that? to go Explain home? Why my extended family would pull me out of the pool when it was thunder and lightning? Hmm? Murph grilling a litigator yeah. on the floor of the court. It's <laughs> like I'm. St- I don't know you, sir. I don't know anyone you're talking about. Well, Murph, it's funny that you bring that up because we've got a surprise witness. Bring in Murph's aunt. Oh Bring her my in. God, <laughs> Seal. Yeah. I will say, uh, Micah, you did the right thing by yeah. uh, if if this is how you want the spell to work by warning your player beforehand, because that's just going to lead to worse mm-hmm. arguments. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think uh, I am going to rule with the with the player here. I think there's specific spells yeah. that affect their. I area. rule the player. However, I respect the DM's right to decide that that's how they want magic to work. But if you're in the player and you're like, okay, my DM has said magic is very literal in this world, mm-hmm. I would exploit the shit out of that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Truly be witch bolting everyone who every fucking mounted paladin coming for me. Yeah. And just be like, peace to all of your mounts. I'll never again fight another mount. (laughs) Try the real answer. Like take what you take the Mm -hmm. battle you lost and use it to fight the war. Like that's that's what you need to do. Try and trick your enemies into all having a pool party because then you can just witch bolt the pool and they're fucking done. They're done. They're toast. The big bad evil guy is Murph's aunt (laughs) trying to make everyone get out of the pool. (laughs) On a side note, I do feel like we get a lot of cases of DMs being like, hey, I'm going to fuck up a horse. Is that okay? Is it okay if I just kill a horse? (laughs) I think it's that a horse is, is like, yes, they're an animal, but they're also like a utility 
They're a yeah. mode of transportation. So a lot of times yeah. it's like slashing someone's tires, you know? That's a good point, yeah. So I feel like it's I feel like it's really good DMing to be like, all right, we have here's this unknown element. We have like an element that we can travel travel here or there, and it is something that can be uh destroyed as well yeah the other like the other thing is also it's also just seems dangerous to me to start arguing any rules on like the laws of physics and stuff like <laughs> yeah because yeah. no one like you're not sitting at the table with a meteorologist yeah. right like, just, and you get you explanations just... like mine which is like i'm pretty sure lightning is an ion in the sky meeting an ion yeah. on the ground yeah we right. talked then for a long time learning while you're playing and that's not a good place to be we talked for a long time about how frogs were rubbery and maybe couldn't be electrocuted so <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're dealing with with D&D players. The first tires were made of frogs. That's yeah. just a common fact. And then you open yourself up to having a a party where you're with like a, a physicist or something and they calculate how fast they would be falling or something and are arguing with you about damage or something like that. And you just don't want to mm-hmm, get into yeah. this. This is a whole bag of worms. It feels like the move is just be like, you can cast that lightning, but it's going to hit your horses. They're, they're in the way. You yeah. don't have to be like, it's going to ground to, yeah. uh, to the ground through don't the ba- horses. Don't base anything in any science at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I think, are, are we unanimous in ruling for the players here? Yeah. Seems like I think it. so. Okay. Uh, so um, Micah must be punished which is tough because i believe micah sits on the council of elders (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) we we have to fucking punish a council of elder we can't let it we can't can't let it corrupt us us. no yeah it was was one of the benefits to that tier is that you can't be punished (laughs) by (laughs) the supreme crown can Odysseus punish Athena? No. Mm. No, we, we must make an What's example of What's a king to a god? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Micah cannot be punished. <laughs> uh, I think M- Micah needs to write... The a court ca- can be bought. Mike, Micah needs to write a Council of Elder shout out to uh, Dungeon Bailiff Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Throw in the like comments, that. bud. <laughs> All right. Uh, our next case comes from Thomas M.C., uh, Thomas writes, Honorable Justices Axford, Murphy, and Tanner, and the lowly bottom feeder of <laughs> Jake. All right. Bottom feeder. Is it true, this though? Is, is it true? Do you eat true? the muck at the bottom of you, the pond? You curate I, these, I Jake. Do, I, yeah, I and I and I don't want to choose this, but I like the <laughs> but question. That's a good question. Okay, wow. Yeah. Um, some people are nice to me. Some people are mean. I'm trying to be between a rock unbiased. and a hard place at the bottom of the pond. <laughs> Very nice. Can't be electrocuted though. Um, our party was about to begin a stealthy scouting mission around the outskirts of a town. With stealth in mind, our sorcerer, our sorcerer asked our druid to cast Pass Without Trace. He had casted this on us several times in the past, so we all know he has it. Upon mm-hmm. the request, however, our DM objected that this request was metagaming and cheating. I, the fighter, sided with the sorcerer, saying we all know our druid has the spell. The other three players at the table all agreed with the DM uh, that requesting a spell is metagaming. Our cleric called it Hmm? the definition of metagaming. In the end, the spell was not cast and nothing happened on the stealth mission anyway. We've... We've gone wrong. Were we wrong to request a spell we know that a party no. member has? What? Or is that This fucking hurts my soul. This um, hurts my a, soul. There's a small addendum that I don't think matters, but I just want to say it because uh, could uh, they're right. It may be important to add that he did not use his character voice when he made the request. Oh, I, okay. I mean, okay. I guess. I just, I really <laughs> fundamentally feel like the most fun version of D&D is a team sport. Mm. And in a team sport, you can say, 
Pass me the ball. <laughs> you know there's a ball. We know. Yeah, we know. Like, yeah, magic we know exists. we're playing a sport. You can, right. you acknowledge that. Pass me the ball. Then you say you're playing basketball, and then that's meta gaming. <laughs> actually, if you watch, thought like, about it, you're if lost. you watch like the Witcher show or 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 play the games or something, if Geralt is with one of the sorceresses, if he's with like Yennefer or something, uh, she'll be like. I'm going to teleport. Do you want to come with me? And he'll be like, no, I'll go on my own. Like they all have right. their own abilities. Yeah. They know yeah. what their abilities are. They'll it say like, like can you incapacitate to. this yeah. person? Can you do this? Like they know right. what their abilities are. That's the point of traveling as a party. Yeah. It's because like, you're yeah. like rounding out your skill sets. I think like, that the, there's, the druid there's a version. It before, and there's like, a version. I've, I've played... I've, because I've played a lot of support casters, there are times when you when it feels rude when people are like, "Oh, um, can you make sure that you cast this on me?" Right, yeah. like you're and you're kind of like, "Ha ha, I'm not a handbag." <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is certainly not that yeah. case whatsoever. And even then, those people aren't metagaming; they're just being selfish. Yeah, and mm. like, what is? Like, are they supposed to assume that it's a surprise every time the druid casts, why? like, pass without like trace? They're I, like, oh, my God, I didn't know you could do that. Impossible. <laughs> Magic comes out of your hands? How? <laughs> but and then I, they instantly forget. I think they're maybe splitting hairs. Like, maybe the DM and these other players um, who, honestly, they shouldn't be t- teaming with the DM against you. They seem like kind of nerds. I'm gonna... I know. Wow. And that's what I'm saying is that like some people don't play D and D like it's a team sport. In which case, I respect if that's what's fun for people, but that's truly not what's fun. Yeah, for you me. guys should be a team unit. You guys should be trying to womp your DM. Like my players are very mean to me uh, in the game and outside of the game. Uh, and that's how you know. That's, and that's you how want. you know we're good. Um, but um, I, I feel like they're splitting hairs. I feel like the table they want to be at instead of calling it by, you know, pass without trace or mentioning actual spell mechanics, they want to be like, um, Moxora, I uh, need a little Moxora? something. Uh, I need oh, a little. Fuck. I need a little something to uh, get into this building. Uh, do you have any spell for the uh, for the occasion? Like, uh, right? They so don't, fucking cheesy. Like, like, yeah. Then you're just. It's like it's you're just such skirting a weird, around like, it for no reason. Thing. It's like yeah. yeah. It's almost. It's that's almost more cringy than just being like yes. Moxora. <laughs> cast cast pass without trace. Like maybe just give it the name of something else. Yeah. I don't know. It's it weird. Like, if only we could. Pass without of... trace. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, just do it. I would suggest you just do that, being like, ah, if only there was some magical way to cure our wounds. <laughs> and look directly at the DM. Maybe some word that provided some healing. Yeah. Yeah. Metagaming seems more metagaming when you say metagaming. Like, that's, mm. to me, it's like, as soon as you call it out, that's more metagamey. Yeah. I think that that term, like, while it has merit, can be kind of a scourge yes. on a, a table. Uh, in the same way, like, railroading can. Where it's I was just about like, to say the same thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, anytime you don't like something, it kind of can be considered metagaming. But, yeah. like, this seems... The only argument I can make in favor is that, like, maybe this is, like, a hard RP table... And like, if you like are like switching to regular voices and kind of plotting in that kind of dry strategic tone, I could see that like rubbing up against like the the kind of like theater that you're trying to produce uh, at your table. But mm. I don't know. They, this seems like a they very harsh voices. judgment 
on yeah. uh, this very innocent yeah, situation. This is, this is kind of wild to me. I feel to <laughs> me, this is to wild. me, this metagaming. is drama. This is like <laughs> this makes me think of like doing theater in high school. Yeah, yeah. You and your friends have I'm other like, shit to like work unnecessary out. Unnecessary drama, sides mm-hmm. being taken. It's just like this go character. My thespians, please. To... We are all in character now. <laughs> this is why I did theater in high school and then never again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I loved to perform. The world of it was a lot <laughs> uh, yeah it sounds like they just want you to say that you want pass without trace without saying you want pass without trace because it's insane to think that your character wouldn't know what it was because because mm-hmm. they do they do know what it is yeah i think i think uh i think i think very fundamentally though we can say this is not <laughs> this metagaming. is this is weird mm-hmm. yeah no <laughs> metagaming would be like if if we've got a four-person party here two of us are in one room two of us are in the other room and we're acting uh, as if we know everything the other party is learning. You know what I mean? If like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right. I'm going to tell you the meta, the only, like one of the only like clear examples of metagaming I can think of would be looking up a monster you're fighting online. Yeah. Oh, okay. There, and there are questions like that this week. Yeah, that's very, that's not cool. And that, my friends, is metagaming. And of course you should never do that. Like mm-hmm. that is not interesting, but you are allowed to if you have personally encountered this in your studies you're allowed to know this (laughs) yeah i think i think this table it sounds like they wouldn't be happy with you being like i want to run away but i only have a speed of 25 feet they'd be like oh Mm. did you just say a stat good sir (laughs) what are what are feet you pulled back the curtain we know none of this oh my god there's a grid beneath our feet Uh, there's uh, a grid right beneath uh, us i had suspended my disbelief and my disbelief is crashing back down (laughs) we Uh. are but miniatures (laughs) uh yes we super side uh with the player here uh, I also think it's fun. It's really fun. I personally, again, not everyone enjoys the teamwork aspect. I personally really enjoy um, talking about each other's abilities and coming up with strategies. Like, yeah, I think so that's, fun. I think that genuinely in warfare, that's what you would do. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is <laughs> strategizing. Strategy is not metagaming. That is literally yeah. what strategy is. It's like, I'm going to go here and shoot my gun, mm-hmm. and you go here and shoot your gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have shit you do on night one if you're like an adventuring party, too. Yeah. It's like, this is what, like, I, this is what, this I, can is what I can do. Yeah. 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 Just show me your moves. I'm picturing like somebody like setting a like big boulder on fire and launching it from a catapult and then like the people storming the castle being like metagaming (laughs) (laughs) what did you plan this whole siege how did you know how did you know that that fire mage knew how to use fire (laughs) metagamer everything has to be a surprise what is this fire you speak of <laughs> How you, doth thy conjure flame uh, from thy hand? You are one of Satan's metagamers. Oh, just metagame. Yeah, just role play so hard. Act like so you've never dumb. heard of anything. Du- yeah. What is this stealth? I know not of stealth. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, roll a d20. What is a d20? Uh, a yeah. die? <laughs> I wish to the role play. I wish to live. <laughs> <laughs> just play fantasy Amelia Bedelia yeah, yeah that's what you need to do here um, uh, yes uh, wh- what are we going to punish our um, DM and the frankly the the turncoat players 
They're the worst of all. Yeah, I really, they're the ones. They're the ones that are more at default. Yeah. They're the worst of all. Yeah. I think they have to be. They have to role play surprise by every spell that any of them casts. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, they have to role play everything they do. I maybe maybe they do a live theatrical performance of wow. their D and D game in front Wait of an second. audience that doesn't know what D and D is. No, no, no. Even better, they have to watch a live theatrical performance of. S- someone else's D&D game. Whoa. That they have so, like, no go context for. Go to a NADPOD show. <laughs> <laughs> I sentenced you to buy tickets to NADPOD Live. I sentenced you to go to our next tour coming 2021. <laughs> yeah, the Savannah Margarita Mayhem one because that one will make the least amount of sense. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I like what you were saying uh, about um, like forcing them to LARP. Uh, like, <laughs> like, like like incarcerated LARPing, I guess is what it would be. Mm. Where like um, they're in LARPing, you know, exactly. They're like on the side of the highway picking up trash, but they are wearing LARPing gear or something yes. like that. <laughs> oh, okay, cool, cool. Or maybe that you're just like we you don't should even have to be... sentence more people to uh, plant trees and pick up trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah community but, service. Yeah, but while dressed yeah. as wizards. Yeah, you you need to plant <laughs> some trees dressed as wizards. Yeah, that and is act it. Like you, you don't know what you have to act like you don't know what trees tree. are. You have to be <laughs> shocked every time you plant a tree. What yeah. is this stick? <laughs> Baha, plant uh, growth. What? And you can't look up how to plant a tree to give it the best chance of life. You have to just guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and hope you're right. Yeah. Because yeah. you're a druid and you think magic is real. <laughs> All right. So ordered. Uh, okay. Our next case comes from Eric L. May it please the court. My DM's big bad evil guy tried casting an attack spell, but it got counterspelled. He then said that his big bad evil guy cast Misty Step right after being counterspelled. I argued that he had already cast a spell, so he can't cast another this turn. He told me that since it was counterspelled, he didn't actually cast the previous spell. And, and, but he did use up an action and he still had a bonus action, Mm. allowing him to use Misty Step. This is a really interesting question that I I have no clue. And there's definitely going to, we're going to find a really good answer. And I've never thought of that. And everyone's going to be happy across the land. My party... (laughs) Everyone is going to be united universally in agreement with the court. Um, My party and I argued that the DM did eventually... um, And the DM did eventually take our side, but we were all left unsure of who was right or who was wrong. My DM usually will take our side to keep things smooth, but I'm worried he may have... We may have cheated. Um, I humbly await your verdict. Hmm. I I do like the coming to the court uh, with with a... like your hands behind your back with a kind of a, like a, a showing of guilt. Uh, yeah. I like this like self honesty that you've brought. Right. Cause they, at the table, this person actually won, but uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's eaten away at them. Yeah. Can God, you this is... ro- walk me through the steps of this again? Cause I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around yes. the, the economy. So of it. the bad guy cast a spell, which was mm-hmm. counterspelled. And then right after that, he, uh, he cast Misty Step. Um, and the player said, you can't cast two spells in a turn. But he said, since he was counterspelled, he didn't right. actually cast a spell. So let's read the I la- found a little, um, I found a thing that, uh, I found a thread and they say, counterspell states that the spell fails and has no effect, but it does not say that the spell is not cast. Was not cast, cast yes. Whoa. So, yeah. Which I think is pretty compelling. Because hearing yeah. this story, I was like, oh, I would never think that I could. But that is an in- there is maybe some wiggle room. But I, I think that that's a pretty decisive answer. Yeah. That it says it fails, it fail. has no effect. But it doesn't say that it's 
not, not cast. cast. Yeah, that is the mm. y- you attempt to. That's true because if you get counterspelled, you still lose that spell slot. It's not like you get that spell slot. That's back. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, you have cast a spell. You attempt to interrupt a creature in the process of casting a spell. If the creature is casting a spell of third level or lower, blah blah blah. Uh, yes. Yeah. So Pause I think I think that's I think that's true. I think that um I think that he the big bad guy could not have cast Misty Step after yeah. casting another spell. I mm. think noble noble attempt by this DM because I think I do think that's a cool move to um have one spell not work cool and move. try to use another one. Unfortunately, I do think the players are right in that um mm-hmm. uh it counts as casting a spell. But it was interesting logic even though it ended up not being true. I still give the DM credit for like you know, pushing pushing the limit. Have we but interesting only- logic doesn't let you pass free. Thank or you. Pass yeah. Without trace <laughs> that's, that's, from the court system. I'm just saying it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like we're a, handing out, Jake. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. feel like a sleazy move. It feels like they were trying, but I understand now in reading it that it it actually yes. would uh, mm-hmm. does count as a cast right. spell. An honest mistake, but there must be blood. Yes. Because <laughs> sometimes we get sometimes we hear stories session. of DMs that are being really cheesy and like just feel like I mean uh, like mm-hmm. the last part. That uh, we were just talking about. Yeah. Unlike, <laughs> unlike the last, <laughs> unlike the last person who seems like they just need a new crew of friends. You yeah. seem like you've got a great crew going on. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Your, your DM gave in, and you were the one that brought the court. Like this is a nice crew. This yeah. is a crew yeah. I could get a drink with. So. I think. Unfortunately, like, we sure. do have to viciously yeah. punish your DM for right. being a little yeah. bit yeah. wrong. Well, even again, though, even though they. Uh, Recounted they even though they uh, undid their thing. This case should have never been brought. They undid it, but but I think they still have to pick up trash and plant trees. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Could we? We could also counterspell the case and just like dismiss it altogether. Oh, or we could counterspell the punishment because I like the case to be in the record. Right. Yes, it should be. Mm -hmm. But I I think Emily's right. Maybe just one tree. Yeah, but I think I, let's three and make sure tray. that you go to a neighborhood that's really going to like benefit from that sort of canopy. Yeah, yeah. probably a sequoia. We're thinking. <laughs> yeah, a redwood or a sequoia. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It should have a big just canopy. Just a huge sequoia on a suburban street. <laughs> yeah, if it could be in Austin, that would be perfect. Yeah, ideally, and it fight completely for it. wrecks any sidewalk around it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let the roots get in there deep, and if anyone tries to stop you, you have to uh, you you have to tie yourself to it. That is that is your tree to defend. <laughs> this is your tree. Mm-hmm. Um, we should plant right. a tree as a group. I like this idea. I like planting trees. Yeah, you took like a whole class on planting trees. Cool. Well, I'll plant one in in this DM's front yard. Actually. Mm. Oh yes, one. that that'll be another punishment. We are going to plant a, a, a really uh, a <laughs> tree with huge roots. So we're going to destroy Ooh, your home. That's it. Yeah, we're going to plant a yucca tree right next to your house, oh, and the God. roots are going to wreck your fucking crawl space, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, if you. You had a wine cellar. You're not gonna you're anymore. Done. Okay. You're all your fucking expensive wines that we know you've been collecting for thirty plus mm. years are getting wrecked by yucca yeah. roots. That's that's in the root system now too. Say goodbye to your septic. There's gonna be roots in there, bench. Yeah, <laughs> that yucca is gonna be fucking buzzed off of rosé. You're gonna have to call the rooter so many times. There's just gonna nice. be so many little roots up in there. This is wild. Is this this is the first ever episode? I think. We've kicked off with all player wins. 
right? We haven't had a Whoa. single DM yeah. win yet, right? I think I'm feeling, I'm like feeling pretty, um, I'm feeling pretty player leaning today. You were saying you're feeling DM leaning. I'm feeling pretty player well, leaning Well, I mean, I'm, I've been on the player side every time, so. We'll see how this next case plays, which is more of an update. So we'll call this a brief recess. Okay. Uh, we're like an update from Blast and Grandma. As <gasps> it were. Oh my gosh, my That's hero. Right. Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer, and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content all in one place and all on your terms, folks. They've got beautiful beautiful templates and easy drag and drop tools. You can make a portfolio, you can make a blog, you can make a web series over there. You can do anything you want and you can do it all on Squarespace. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash pawpaw to save 10% on your first order of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash pawpaw to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash Pawpaw. Thank you, everybody. My, My favorite case we've ever had. <laughs> and actually, and Alex J is still struggling with grandma. Oh, no. Um, Alex writes, may it please the exalted justices of the high crit Axford and Tanner, the mm. powerful and handsome bailiff Hurwitz and the pebble pot justice Murphy. Wow. wow. <laughs> Um, he's really trying to get you off his side. This is update on Blastom Grandma. He didn't. He didn't know you were going to be cranky today, too. <laughs> I, I just punched my monitor. <laughs> I feel like I have another losing cause on my hands. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the latest part of the campaign had them battling three Elven Conquest kings who had imperialistically took over the homeland of a group of goblins. During the battle, cool. using mechanics used in Crown of Candy, an elf who had an Ent companion died, and Blastom Grandma wanted to take the Ent on as a mount. I offered that she could have a familiar like baby Groot, but she rolled a persuasion check stupid high to persuade the ant to come along with her. What do I do? I fear the Supreme Court Justice's Axford, her favorite, uh, and... <laughs> 
And Tanner and Pebblepot Justice Murphy have created a monster who might end up being my own personal BBEG. <laughs> okay, okay. I think what you is have grandma, to do first off, grown too blasting grandma, mm. like riding along in the trees of an ant is amazing. However, there are disadvantages. And oh. ant, I mean, I don't know what ant stats are, but you can make new ant stats in which the ant is not very fast. You can, I mean, look, grandma blasting from the bow of a ant is really all I want to see. It. In this energy. <laughs> reminder to everyone at home, she is 91 years old. So that's right. fucking awesome. Yeah, she has I feel like you just give, you give the ant uh, like riding horse stats. It's not going to break yeah. your game. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, you could just get a horse. And you can horse. fucking attack that ant, you know? Yeah. Like, grandma oh. loves the ant. And, oh like, God. I think You're gonna that grandma... You're going to burn grandma's ant? Go hard at yeah. grandma. You absolutely can. <laughs> Target you absolutely can. Mount? You know what you Brutal. can also do? You can nerf grandma's ant by, like, by fucking it up a bit. Maybe you don't actually kill it, but it gets nerfed because, like, you know, some kind of fungus comes to it. And it's therefore... Holy shit. Its stats it's root are rot. decreased. A bunch of squirrels I know a start lot living in about. it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's um, a lot of fucking insects that can fuck up a tree. <laughs> oh, you fucking weevils get in there, you're done. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing. Give us your grandma. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. You don't want her. You're clearly not having fun. Yeah. Give us your grandma. We'll play a great little D&D session We've been, session we've been thinking about kicking Caldwell off the show anyway, so we need a new <laughs> member of the cast. <laughs> thinking about it. I thought we decided we just didn't know how to do it. I thought maybe we'd just expand the cast a little I bit. I actually was yeah. surprised when I got on the Zoom and he was here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was shocking because we, on our private text thread, we're all kind of like, mm-hmm. are you going to say it to Caldwell? Are you going to say it to Caldwell? Kind of no one about- said they were going to do it, so now we're in this awkward position of we have to. Right. I- I mean, I guess my, my phone's been on airplane mode for a while. Oh, no, we, didn't text, should... we didn't text you. No. We okay. didn't text. We're not yeah. ready to tell you yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, what's, so what is this right now? What's happening right now? Is this just kind of like... We, uh, we, well, we need to see if the grandma's uh, available. available. We, need to yeah. ta- we need to Tarzan from, you know, one cast member to the other smoothly. We need to make sure that she has a good mm. Ethernet cable so that yeah. we can have, like, smooth Zooms with grandma. And we have to send... We're going to send her, like, a mic set up and stuff. This like, all hinges, new this all hinges on her Ethernet. to see how smooth her Zoom <laughs> yeah. is to see if it's even feasible. Should I probably just... Should I just send her my mic and Zoom, probably, is what should happen? That, well, that would be good, but then we might need to record pickups or record something. Thing while she's still That's setting true. up, so That's still a like, point. yeah, yeah, I we're guess, just gonna buy her a new one. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, you know what, I'll buy her a new one. I guess is, is what, what's gonna happen. Well, we, we, uh, we, we were gonna, gonna yeah, we're that. gonna split it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we were. I was we're, kind of thinking maybe out of Sydney's college fund, maybe <laughs> that'd be nice. Yeah, I can, I can dip into that. <laughs> right, um, just yeah. set it up so there's not a ton in there, but like you know, yeah, no, we, we have, we have access yeah. to that. We're gonna have to upgrade Grandma's internet too through Sydney's fund because like she needs to be on business FiOS. We're getting like at least three hundred up. Yeah. Should buy out all the kind of other houses uh, on the block too, just so she's not competing uh, for internet during prime time. That checks out. That's true. Yeah, Yeah. let's at least buy the house on either side of her, so that there's not like annoying neighbors like having Mm. gardening done. Yeah, no, right. For annoying purposes, can I be like the grandma liaison here, maybe? So I like pop in every once in a while. I'm kind of like the producer on a talk show or something like that. Yeah, well, you wouldn't be on mic, you. but you could, yeah, you could like pop over and like, you know, give her, you know, drop off food yeah, like, we or can't, whatever. We can't stop tea. you from being friends with someone in real life. We can only stop <laughs> you from being on our show that you're not on you anymore. Say you say know that, I mean? but like, I will, 
I will text people and they'll be like, I, I was told I'm not allowed to talk to you. That yeah, happens we to can me stop, a lot. We can stop other people from being friends with you, right. but you can't but stop yeah, that. You can, right. you can try again. <laughs> mm-hmm. again. Right, I'm just, so like, if I, if I like go all out for this grandma, like, could it like maybe salvage our relationship? Um, oh no, grandma's going all out for us. Yeah. So that we can finally get rid of you. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess I'll, um, I'll, I'll mail you the gavel. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh, I would love to see grandma work that gavel. <laughs> I'd hate for anything to happen into it in the mail, though. So if you could drive it um, and hand yeah. deliver it here in, uh, sure. in Brooklyn, yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be nice. Drive it to blasting grandma. <laughs> I mean, as long as she's in the contiguous U.S., it shouldn't be too big a problem. So yeah, I'll, I'll get she's right actually, on that. She's in Guam. So right. she is U.S.-based, but it's Guam, unfortunately. All right, but she can still vote. So okay, great, great, great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm signing off. Cool. All right. Yeah, grandma's in the waiting room. But going back to the case, I think... I am, uh, I can't be objective on this. I simply mm-hmm. can't. So, of course, I'm going to vote with grandma. However, I understand the DM's concern. It's all completely valid. My mm-hmm. only thought would be that you could find ways to, like I said, uh, uh, some sort of, you know, maybe they meet some sort of like evil druid who puts like a fungus and then, you know, right. there's there's ways to nerf the mm-hmm. and in a way that that maybe could still feel like fun role play. If grandma is just like, don't touch <laughs> Don't you dare touch my end. <laughs> then I have no response to that. <laughs> wow, she's already on the show. Yeah, you can't say no to grandma. Just make it, just make it a riding horse or something. Just uh, yeah. Pull, yeah. pull from the mounts that would be like appropriate for that level um, mm-hmm. and just have it be a, a, a moving tree instead of a horse. Yeah. And do keep on updating us every single time yes. because I, I, w- I want to hear what but fix, grandma fix is those, up to. I yearn to know. I fix those typos though. Because uh, up top mm. there were some disparaging disparaging words about me. You're supposed <laughs> to say that about Jake. I understand yeah. that it can get confusing, but <laughs> I'm Murph. This right. is my voice. Jake is the other guy. The so. other guy. Barely on the podcast. If your grandma's going to be a member of the cast, she needs to learn that this is how it works. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, All right, we've got a case from Johnny P. Johnny writes, if it may please the honorable bailiff and possibly some pretty good judges. Very good, strong start. This is a rebellion. It's tough because they they write like favorable things to me, so I pick them, but then the cases don't get tried very fairly. Mm. So, yeah. I'm a DM for a a home game, and in the first town they visit, I mention the regional famous restaurant TGI Mondays, a depressing version of that other restaurant restaurant. Mm-hmm. This makes okay. everyone laugh and of course they try to go see if there's anything to it. When they mm-hmm. get there they're eat- and they're eating, they ask to do investigation and perception checks. I allow it and two players happen to roll nat 20s. I give them a long-winded description of the restaurant. Even uh, with that two 20s though, there is nothing special about this restaurant. They were annoyed because I mentioned it twice and it made it seem like pointing them there. Am I wrong for just making a stupid name for a place with nothing happening? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna um, say no. I, um, uh, you're not. I mean, it's it's funny, but also I understand where your players are going from. Of mm-hmm. you mentioning it, mentioning it multiple times, and then them going there, and then you just have nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems easy enough. To like, if they roll an at 20 on an inspection check, it's like, oh yeah, there's a secret menu. You can get a potion. I, I feel mm. like there's like ways to like get out of this. Um, or they'd be privy to like restaurant drama. Like yeah. uh, actually Kyle used to date 
uh, Ben over here. So I really like, like that. And yeah, yeah, now you know they're like they, on the outs. One of them used to do the night shift. One of them used to do the lunch shift. But now they're both mm-hmm. on lunch shift. Oh, see, and then you Drama. can play some of the yeah, yeah. I think you could also though like yeah you made a big deal of TGI Monday so they thought it was important. I think it's okay to in that moment be <laughs> like okay they've really invested in this. I had a I had some kind of uh, salacious thing was happening in another yeah. place, but you know what? They just rolled two nat twenties. It's happening here now. I think it's okay to be like okay the werewolf that was like chained up in a room fighting their curse in the inn is now in like mm. a storage pantry <laughs> in the TGI. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Shit's going down at the TGI Mondays. Yeah, because yeah. you, you probably had something planned for that session, I would right. hope. Right. Unless you just put all of this work into this. Yeah. I'm going to say... No, it was actually at Emerald Tuesdays. <laughs> that was the problem. Yeah. They needed to go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say... I'm, I, I, I'm going to imagine that the TGI Mondays joke didn't take all of the prepping to come up with that joke. Um, as good as it is. As, as good as it is, I would have to imagine you had other things planned. So like, yeah, if if the players are there and really seem to want something to happen, uh, yeah, if, if you had a dungeon planned or something or if you had uh, them overseeing something or, or, or walking in on something, God, yeah. why not have it happen at TGI Mondays? That's, a, that's the slogan for TGI Mondays. So why funny. not? Like, why not? There's a trap door that leads yes. to the place they were supposed to go. Yeah. A secret dungeon trap door <laughs> in like the pantry of a TGI Mondays is so good. That's a hook. <laughs> yeah. I'm, that's a freebie for anyone and listening. And then it implicates the restaurateur of yeah. TGI Mondays, who originally was a throwaway character, but now is pivotal to the story. That is mm. just fun collaborative storytelling. It's mm, beautiful. Yeah, I'm. Tr- I'm trying to read between the lines here because just taking their word at, at its like base value at just like what the question was, it is like. It's fine to just have a tavern that's just a tavern or a restaurant that's just a restaurant. But when yeah. they say that, they mentioned it multiple times. This is what you wanted, right? You wanted to trick your players? <laughs> Do you think the situation is that they mentioned it once and no one laughed? So they mentioned it again until they got a chuckle? I actually think they mentioned it once. The players had fun with the idea. Mm. So they were like, oh, you oh, like yeah. this. Let's keep exploring this. I also I also would have to know how the players asked it, right? Because like you can be sometimes someone's like if they were just like, yeah, yeah, the TGI Mondays, we're going to go to the TGI Mondays. And you're like, OK, cool. Nothing's really here. But they're like, no, we're going to go. We want to do an investigation <laughs> check. Then it is kind of on them. But if yeah. you were kind of you like let them go, yeah. encouraging yeah. them, then, yeah, I think pivot and put something important that was elsewhere. Right. There. And yeah, mm-hmm. you you sip the daiquiri and you, you taste something in the daiquiri you haven't tasted in years. It's it's a, a forbidden essence that you you know will lead you to some secret truth if only you could discover it. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> the TGI Mondays commercial. <laughs> <laughs> secret uh, of the daiquiri. I would never buy a fucking cocktail that was called Forbidden Essence. <laughs> never. It's a, it's a perfume. It's just a perfume so that gross. they put in a cocktail. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Murph I get- has a habit of ordering something that's embarrassing to order. <laughs> what are some of the things that you've ordered? Uh, I don't. I, I I just like a cocktail. So you know, if yeah. I have to, you know, he always tries to kind of swallow like, the silly. Can I names. get the slippery rabbit? Uh, 
the slippery little rabbit. Yeah. And you, when you order a cocktail, you never know what kind of glass it's going to come in. And like, I always want it to just be like something in a rocks glass. That's, yeah. that's the goal. And then it comes in this like really highball thing that's like overflowing on yeah. the sides with but like not, a garnish. And it's not it's even just, like a, it's not even like a uh, fragile masculinity thing. It's just like, hard I, to drink. I don't want a little uh, like stem. I'm scared. I'm going to break yeah. it. Yeah. I, that's the fucking thing with those drinks that they, they fill to the top I of the. I don't think it's fragile masculinity to not want to say slippery rabbit no, to I know. a stranger. Yes. <laughs> these are two separate, these are two separate uh, yeah. issues. That spans the sexes. Yeah. yeah. There was definitely a five year period where every restaurant was trying to get you to say the word slut whenever you ordered something. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> can i get like, uh the skinny no. slut sandwich please yeah and you just you feel bad it's no one's having a good time with that i'm glad that that's over <laughs> <laughs> i still say it actually even when i'm getting a blt <laughs> you're like i know what this one used to be called yeah. <laughs> i don't forget i have a long memory i'm Dirty like a little, little tomato bit. slut the please. usual right <laughs> you know what it is you bite into your tomato slut there's a note hidden inside uh, help me i'm in the basement of the tgi mondays <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I do though think any you're inviting your players to go investigate that anytime that's you know if you guys are going to a town in our campaign i'm not like here's uh the tavern where you might know some people here's the mm -hmm. estate of the evil vampire and here's a fireworks factory it's like of course they're gonna go to the fucking <laughs> fireworks factory mm -hmm. so there better be something going on at the fireworks factory you know what i mean yeah it makes sense <laughs> yeah. that's true i feel like if if I, I agree with uh, Emily where like oh, thank it, had, you. had you led wow, in with like you. this is just a regular <laughs> ass restaurant <laughs> then the players then it's all their fault at that point and then you're just mm -hmm. goofing around but if you've been like uh, you guys go into town uh, you see like a well in the center of town you see a TGI Mondays restaurant <laughs> right? I don't know like a couple of what? houses uh, what do you guys do <laughs> yeah it's also true that the more you say it's regular the more they're just gonna want to like scratch under the surface of that it just looks like a regular restaurant yeah you have to keep saying it just looks like a regular restaurant <laughs> is this are we gonna weigh with the players again here i'm gonna i think i'm gonna weigh with the players because yeah. it's a tiebreaker um and they insulted me again. <laughs> I think I think I went away with the players because I think that um, I totally understand where the DM is coming from. Mm -hmm. But I think in the future, if your players get really into something, like I don't think that there's anything wrong with us DM being like, ah, this uh, letter this scandalous letter of conspiracy <laughs> we're going to find is mm. now in the TGI Mondays. I'm, I'm yeah. literally only ruling against the DM because I know this is the reaction they wanted. You did it. You did the prank. Don't do yeah. the prank. Piss off all your friends and then come to us to justify you your prank. Think it was, That's you true. think it was intentional? Yes. I think it wasn't intentional. Of course. Making a boring restaurant that nothing was going on at that you brought up multiple times. They love that this, this happened. This is a prank. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was a prank on the players, though. And now right. we've pranked yeah. them by forcing them to plant 40 dogwood trees. Wow. <laughs> Uh, inside of they TGI have great Fridays. flowers. My mom's dogwood trees yeah. are beautiful. I think, yeah, this this DM, I think, needs to eat at uh, TGI Friday's. Breakfast. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, for breakfast. And you had to get dinner. <laughs> you had to get dinner, a hearty dinner for breakfast. I think, yeah. that, they, I think that they need to plant a tree <laughs> at, at TGI Friday. In the <laughs> right, in the kitchen. In the center and watch nature reclaim the space. <laughs> 
I am legend style. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> um, Mighty okay. oak. Bursting what do you, forth. What do you, What do you guys think? Do we have time for one more case? Yeah, we definitely have time for one more. Ricardo writes, may it please the court, but most importantly, bailiff Jake. Thanks, Ricardo. Impossible. You're going to lose. Oh, my God. My case. (laughs) case, I'm going to stop reading them. I feel bad for these guys. We're going to go for a sweep of players Uh, here. (laughs) Unless this person's a player. My case is not against a player. Actually, so this confirms it. We're going to have an all-player episode uh, because this last case is not even against a player or a DM. Uh, Ricardo writes, my case is not against a player or DM, but against the dice gods themselves. Wow. Okay, I have a lot of opinions. Yeah, you watch where you tread, friend. I have a dice. I would say the dice gods are like an Old Testament god, just like really punish you and ask for sacrifice. Yeah, a hush falls over the courtroom when this case is read. (laughs) Yeah, we're all deeply religious. Um, I make the sign of the of the ten sided die. <laughs> I have a dice that has been blessed with holy power and always delivers in the most critical moments, and also wow. happens to be the first D twenty I bought. I wow. love them dearly and have been uh, and have great sentiment for them. But at the same time, I became suspicious of them. I checked my dice, rolled them many times, and tabulated the results. My table revealed that most of the rolls were over eight. I also rolled a, uh, rolled sixteen and twenty a lot of the time. My question is this: Should I accept the blessing the dice gods have given me, or should I relinquish this power for the betterment of storytelling and my conscience? My fate is in your hands, mm. venerable judges and powerful bailiff. I <laughs> true. Wow. I love this question. I love this person. I love that you're asking this question. I've never had a dice that rolls consistently. Mm. Um, and also when I when I go, when I roll, because I have six six dice for Fia, I roll them each twice to figure out what I'm gonna roll with. And I know I choose the ones that either roll a 20, a one, or a two. Mm-hmm. So it's like I want, I do want failure as much as yeah. success. Mm-hmm. So I there is a a fix for this. There is a way to check uh, the balance of your dice. Um, you can use it oh. with um, salt water. You can. Uh, I, I knew it was something with water, um, but I'm googling it right now uh, on the Life Hacker. Life Hacker, shout out everyone. Good. Uh, you can grab a cup. <laughs> Fill, fill it with a third <laughs> cup of room temperature water and add about six tablespoons of salt. Uh, put your dye in it and spin it around in the water because it'll float. If your dye keeps stopping with the same number facing up, something inside the dye is making it unbalanced. Something's so if up. You, if oh. something is truly off, then um, it'll it'll keep floating to the same number. So there is mm-hmm. a way to test this. They might yeah. just be really lucky. So I would, before you throw right. them out, confirm... Um, that they are weighted. My guess mm-hmm. is that they're just lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say um, we are going to need a further ruling on this. We're going to need an update. But should we maybe offer like two possible solutions? Uh, I guess like either keep the dice and use them or like what sort of banishment shall we offer forward for the dice? Like how shall we... Uh, how should we retire these dice, I guess is what I'm asking. Well, the first thing I, I, I do want to say one thing, which is that like if you find out that it's not weighted, I think that I think that you could save it as like, okay, this is a the role I really dice. care about. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like it would that. be like you would like your everyday roles, you would just have a different set. But mm-hmm. then like it would maybe be kind of a fun thing to be like, okay, I fucking need this. I'm going to bring in like my like my best dice because your best right, dice yeah, will 18. still occasionally not deliver yeah get so a little we're case using for it, it way less frequently 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bust it out of the case. Like a, a fun thing. I like that. Oh, a little treasure chest. Yeah. Um, also, the way... I feel like if a die were truly weighted, that it would be more likely to land on a single number or numbers that were clustered mm-hmm. around each other. Because hmm. the dice are pretty random. So the idea that you could just have dice that were more likely to roll like 10 Mm -hmm. through 20 than one through nine seems strange to me. I I don't know. Perhaps there is a a, a way to weigh it too slightly. I was just looking if like 16 and 20 were close. They're kind of far. 16 and 20 are close-ish. I don't know. I still think do do that little do that little water test. Yeah. And if it passes the water test, then you can decide, you know what, this is my special dice that I only use for an important role. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you should definitely do the water test because if it passes the test, you're blessed. And that's yeah, pretty like then it, it like then the, the dice gods the bailiff. Then it then the dice gods are are real. Then and you are a true revered. paladin of dice Christ. Do you know I yes. have a question? I have a question though. I wonder if that dice I'm assuming that you're using this dice for one character. I'm so curious if that dice would roll like that for a different character. Because Whoa. I've had dice that suck for one character and are awesome for other characters. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, the dice Christ works in mysterious ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have found weirdly that 20 ways the, specifically. The first, the first D20 I, <laughs> I ever had rolls better than my other dice. And it was with like the D&D starter set. So I don't think it, they would, they wouldn't fuck that up. That's pretty I think, basic. <laughs> I think it's the grease. I think it's that his dark materials dust getting all over your dice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like building up like entropy and like a connection to the universe. And like the more it's on there, the more that like your will and desires are transmitted through the dice. Yeah. Dice Christ is just real. Just believe. Yeah, dice Christ is real. Just believe. Yeah, don't don't worry about that. That fact isn't being tried today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're just wondering if if dice Christ has touched your dice. Right. Yeah. Right. Can I offer uh, a potential solution? Um, if you're feeling like you're you're ready to retire these dice, maybe put them in a bottle and toss them out to sea, so that then somebody else can find the dice. Jumanji style. Mm. I like a mermaid, like a D&D playing mermaid. Yeah. Nice. Or like, you know, someone on <laughs> another shore when the bottle like eventually bobs to like another mm. landmass. But yeah, you can also give it to like a cute niece or nephew yeah. who's just playing for the first time and then they have get to have lots of success. Cool. So a blood relative or the ocean. You decide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are your choices. Litter or give it to a close family member. <laughs> yeah. Pass it on to a child or throw it in the sea. You could also (laughs) plant it with uh, the seed for a tree and see if Mm. maybe a tree tree. that that grows dice. (laughs) Oh, my God. Could you imagine just like berry, like flavored edible d20 dice that would just be so like cool biting into a pomegranate and instead of all those little gems it's just d20s that's what i gummy, want gummy i want to dice. dice until i'm done with them and then i eat they'll be so dangerous you would instant you would accidentally eat a regular d20 instantly for <laughs> sure it's also so da- like it's dangerous because you'd just be rolling it across a dirty table before yeah. you eventually popped it in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> it would just be like a really dirty gusher. Yeah, I think but we should be. we should make them and put them in the Nad Pot Shop for sure. I, yeah, and I, we should call them dirty gushers. Yeah, open us up to being sued. <laughs> dirty gushers. Wow, Get your hands geez. on our dirty gushers. Yeah, I think I think treat this this uh, dice that uh, Dice Christ has blessed you with like mm-hmm. you're in Game of Thrones and this is like an old family heirloom sword. 
keep yeah. it yeah. like mm-hmm. on the wall. Um, but like when the time but comes, t- yeah, you take it time. down. Oh, or wear it yeah. in a little pouch around your neck, like Davos Seaworth with his fingers. Yeah. Yeah. And like, don't Whoa. even take it off to shower. So he can remember the justice. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Let's take, let's take a moment of silence for Dice Christ, though, I think. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, Dice Christ, Dice Christ, Christ prefers to be praised in song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all know this. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> and let's all sing the hymn that we also all know. Mm. <laughs> Our Christ is an awesome <laughs> Christ. He rolls. <laughs> Our he bountiful dice he rolls. The 20s Weed and 1s. It is ever so much fun. The and Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and really, we we couldn't possibly fall further than that. Uh, I think we're going to call this one. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Um, uh, you can listen to uh, more cases. Uh, we're just going to be taking a brief recess uh, over mm-hmm. on our um, Patreon, patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Ooh. Don't sing yet. Ooh. Sorry. Uh, does anybody have anything they would like to plug? Mm. Um, yeah, I I do have something I'm, I'm going to plug. Kay. Plug it. Okay, so I just read the book uh, The Poppy War by R.F. Kuang. It was really, really good. But also uh, Mike Trapp's uh, wife, Laura Cherkis, uh copy edited it oh Whoa. nice it was That's crazy cool. i was like just at a party and i was like uh, I, w- I was at caldwell's birthday and i was like oh yeah i'm reading this book and like I, it's it's like the fantasy world feels pretty consistent and i'm i'm wondering like do copy editors ever work with it and she was like oh i did one called the poppy war and i was like that's the fucking book i'm talking about <laughs> That's crazy. i heard yeah. you talking about this book and i wanted to come over and talk to you about it but i was talking to someone else and it would have been rude so i'm glad <laughs> to finally get the book recommendation now yeah yeah so yeah Mike Trapp's wife uh, copy edited it, which is cool. And she even has like a little shout out in the acknowledgements. And it was a fun book. It was like a fantasy book that started in a school. And I was kind of like, okay, fantasy school. Do Sorry, the cat just did something crazy behind me. Um, and, but it, it, goes in really, it goes in really crazy directions. Very cool. Nice. Tight. Yeah, I'll, I'll second that rec- recommendation. Uh, I'll third it. Great. Oh. Uh, that's what we're plugging this week uh, thank you all uh, so much for listening um, you can follow us on social media that we may or may not use at uh, chmurf is me at caldies caldwell at jake Roberts is jake and at eaxford is emily and you can tweet about the show using hashtag nadpod that's n-e-d-d-p-o-d we, we are the youth of the nation praise dice christ it's the end of the show, everybody, and that means I need to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders, starting with Brad D., Jeffrey S., Haldor Frostback, Steelbreaker, and Matt M. D&D players so opposed to metagaming that they fully cut themselves off from society. Now their table is a stump, their dice are rocks, and their minds are at peace. Jordan DJ, Cutter W., Jibe G., Zolodolo, and Dylan B., wizard comedians famous for their hilarious witch bolt routine, in which they try to figure out which witch bolt the other is referring to the bit kills literally as part of the show the entire audience gets repeatedly electrocuted schubert the mushroom danielle the dastardly dame andrew m Beardman dan and scott d druids in charge of overseeing the tree planting punishments handed down by the supreme crit sometimes they cast speak with plants on the tree so that they can privately joke about the plaintiffs behind their backs danny p mixologist michael mcd balnor's boy andrew b and kevin s blasting grandma's new DD party when 
when she's not playing with her grandchild. She's DMing an incredibly unbalanced Waterdeep heist homebrew in which everyone has an ent and favorable dice rolls can be bought in exchange for Wither's Originals. Please let us join. Justin I, Ragnar Fairdwind, TJM the Gnome Barbarian, Elena M, and Trele the Crayfay, bishops in the Church of Dice Christ. Instead of tall hats, they wear massive D20 helmets, which they roll at the beginning of service. If they roll a 1, church is canceled. If they roll a 20, church is still canceled, but also everyone gets donuts. Truly, this religion will unite the world. Jared E, Austin Bonesaw MR, Daniel R, cyborg version of Josh the Cobalt and Octolich, animal rights mages who created the world's first cruelty-free synthetic horses, aka phonies. Sure, it's basically an impossible burger with the fine familiar spell cast on it, but with the right saddle, horseshoes, and ketchup, you can barely tell the difference. Gay Gem, Richard X Machina, Michael L, Sergio Salazar, Solomon, Zacharias de Sequani, and Trask the Traveler, prisoners being held in the basement of the TGI Mondays. They've tried sending for help by hiding messages in cocktail umbrellas, but unfortunately all of the wacky decor on the walls is too distracting and the visiting adventurers keep failing their perception checks. Sir Carl, Jorias, Dana G, Azoth Shadows, and Calamel, the Weta Gamers. These folks are totally fine with metagaming, but if you don't show up to the session dressed in full Schmeagol makeup, you're fucking done. Jack L, Flawless Whale, Temporal, Sam L, Nicholas C, and Reese NS, an all-horse campaign whose human companions are always getting fucked up. They want to feel for them, but they're just companions and they can get more in the next town. Samuel B, Mike H, Byron Murphy likes to drink curfew, Matthew E, Colton B, and Adam G, a group called Physicists for the More Accurate to our earth physics spells it's a really hairy title but an even worse acronym and some on the inside suggest calling it pfdomatops for short just isn't going to catch on Megan S, Mateo C, Nabadger, Panama James, Cummins the Bards, and Adrian the Halfling Bard, a party that is so scared of metagaming, they roll with disadvantage at all times. When they get in at 20, they don't even celebrate. They look around and nervously ask, is that okay? Dan, Scott W, Nikki W, Grace G, Drew Nasty, and CC Lulu, the wait staff at DGI Mondays. Look, they've heard the name a million times, they're over it, and they just want the murder mystery you had planned to pivot to their location, please. Barnesinator, Michelle O, Timmy R, Jonathan W, the crock-wearing warrior, and Lucas B, a group of half-elf communist sorcerers who agree that even though private property is theft, being petty when someone borrows a couple hit points from your horse is a human right. Aaron S, it's Kevin, New York, and Stephen C, a forest events fighting over who gets to pledge themselves as the faithful mount of Blastin' Grandma. One might argue a Blastin' Grandma and a forest events could be a fire hazard, but then again, one would think twice before speaking ill of Blastin' Grandma. KJ, Michael M, Mike K, Karen J, Ekathor666, and Nick W, the disciples who joined Dice Christ at the Last Supper. It went down a lot like the other Last Supper, but it was at a D&D table and everyone was mostly just eating snacks, and Dice Christ told everyone that the pretzels were his body and the hummus was his blood. Taylor A, Matthew R, Esme M, Nathan, and Casimir the All-Knowing, a Ruby Fridays that was also in the TGI Mondays town and was the esteemed and not at all jokey location where the DM had a bouquet of revelations for their players nat 20. Big Bad Beater the Mad, Eric McDee, Thrath, Burly T and J Dragonborn, a team of experts who have set out to bring the harsh rules of physics and hard science to the world of D&D. There are no more dragons, but you do get electrocuted if someone does a lightning spell near water. 
Joe Rowe, The Inappropro, Cody B, Liam D, The Sandrian, Ben A, and Feldonis. The waiters at TGI Mondays, they guard a terrible secret in the basement below the restaurant. They actually use frozen potato skins and not fresh ones. Dave H, Koala Bear, Catherine S, David K, Christian S, and Dustin S, acolytes of Dice Christ who believe every nat one is just a test. They are known to say, when Dice Christ wastes your action, he always leaves a bonus action. Keith K, Connor F, The Time Walker, Vashgard, Two Left Eyes, and Frankie Koala, a board of meat investors who are unsure whether to back Dampire Horseblood Inc. or Hard One's Horse Emporium. The market is competitive in this terrible, terrible world. Big Bad John, DPC is awesome. Aston S. Blair the Bug Blair Barbarian. Porkchop and Chanel M. A crew of D&D players who are so against metagaming that they refuse to play Dungeons and Dragons at all for even acknowledging the game is technically speaking out of character. Fury and Hot Pants. Valacy Raptor. Manette F. Pat L. Achutha A and Lauren H, a group of role players so dedicated that they shriek and piss themselves every time they see a spell cast, because again, knowing what spells are is metagaming. Elias Hawthorne, Maddie Y, Alex H, the Eldest Barry, Evan V, Ryan S, and the Bone Duster, the owners of a Dampier blood bank. It's basically a bar that thirsty Dampiers can show up at and order a big old glass of blood. Joshua H. Robit CRSP, Idrisil, Brentley C, Micah B, and Ploops, a crew of adventurers who have set out on D&D's most dangerous mission yet, saving fantasy horses from the clutches of maniacal players and their cruel DMs. Carly Ann, Lori P, Spam Gaming the Not-So-Skilled Gamer, Connor Savage, Russell H, and Christopher J. Pebblepot, Stan Stans. These guys are huge fans of that character Stanley from last week's episode. Remember him? He was fine. Logan S, Leviathan, Demay A, Biocourt 7, Kenny, and Remington CD, meteorologists who are no longer allowed to play at Micah B's table due to their very high weather IQ. They're a real lightning rod for weather-related conflict, right? Amber K, Thrill of the Fright, Everett P, Trub Hopdropper, Sydney T, and the Element God, members of the Bailiff Guild who are all out for blood after Thomas McSee called their brethren Jake a bottom feeder. Normally the Bailiffs aim to keep order, but they're about to bring the chaos. Lindsay W, Champ Wild, Valen, Sprite Pepsi, Carlin C, and Anthony S, the metagamer Please Please. That's right, these upstanding folks guard the table against players who guard the table against metagaming. How's that for meta? Tristan C, the loose but obtuse goose. Jake, Emily S, the new petty king of Outerboro CC, and Matthew J, servers at TGI Mondays. And just like Gianni P's players, they are also kind of salty that nothing is going on at TGI Mondays. Scrip Scripper, Michael S, the Bone Duster, Noah, Wyatt B, Estelle, and Ghost. Chefs at TGI Mondays who, unbeknownst to the servers and Gianni's players, are up to no good. Rogue Cree, Daniel N, Baroness, Sebastian's romance partner from the Baronies, Mr. Dude Sky, and Conflicted DM, also are conflicted about giving up their first dice, which roll insanely well. Unlike Ricardo, though, Daniel owns an Oops All 20s die, which really should be retired, or at the very least, let me roll with it. Justin LB, Connor P, Dandy, Jennifer R, and Clifton A, Dampiers, who all carry tiny little miniature ponies to snack on during long fights. Don't worry, though, they only ever take a nibble, and even the horses are cool with it. Richard G, M Barber, Marcus P, Pub Kalash, Learns the Balanced Druid, 
and Dakota JP, an army of ants commanded by Blasting Grandma. Each ant is a different class of barbarian, so Grandma gets six extra attacks, but again, Grandma cannot be told no. Go get him, Grandma. Pagos V, Tracy P, A Very Big Bed 91, Tyler B, Scrumpy Bogpipe, and Zachary R, believers in Dice Christ who celebrate Dice Christ's birthday every January 20th because the date 120 is sacred is sacred amongst all who revel in the cruelty and benevolence of the D20, as we all know. Thank you all so much for listening. You can head on over to our Patreon to uh, listen to some bonus cases. Uh, that's patreon.com slash nadpod. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode and another short rest. Thank you to all of our listeners, everyone who submitted questions, uh, all of our Patreon subscribers, and of course, our benevolent Council of Elders. We'll catch you all next time. That was a HeadGum Podcast.